talked to you about that a long time ago. I still believe it's the truth. It's the largest spirit that God wants to release in the earth. Of course, he's talking about John the Baptist. Jesus began to do that, turning, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children. And he began to talk about that and the children to the fathers. But it says, least I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, this is what I believe really is the foundation, okay, of, of what I'm really trying to communicate to you. There's, this is the foundation. It's this, it's, uh, I believe God wants to restore fatherhood to the church. Okay, I, that's really what I really believe in my heart of hearts. God wants to restore fatherhood. And we can say, let's just get away from the male-female thing. It can be motherhood, fatherhood, you know, just forget this thing. The Lord, there's neither male nor female, okay? Um, and I believe that's the, that's the foundation. That's the, the, the structure that God wants to set in the church. He, it's a structure of, of, of real, true, spiritual fatherhood. Um, see, because fathers are the one in the family. Think about this in, in the natural. Fathers are the one who give vision. Okay? Fathers are the one who give identity. Fathers are the one who give security to the family. Is that right? Or at least they're supposed to. And I believe spiritual fatherhood is really what will release the, the people and release the church into all that God has for it. Because Jesus came, and that's, if you start, one of the things I noticed about Jesus was this word, my father. He talked about my father all the time. And he talked to people about the father all the time. Read it. All of a sudden, when you start seeing that word, it just sticks out at you. Everywhere. Talk about, you know, if you don't believe me, just believe the works that I do and believe that the, my father is in me and I am in my father. I mean, it began to be sort of a radical thought. Okay? Here's the thing. If you've got sons leading sons, okay, you've got a mess. You've got competition and you've got strife. And that is really the truth. And Jesus had that same issue. There was two times in the Scriptures when His disciples, one time they were walking down the road and they got in this big discussion about who's the greatest. And Jesus later asked them, what was y'all talking about? And they said, you know, they got in this big discussion about who's going to be the man amongst the disciples. You know, you can hear them now. Yeah, Peter, you ain't so great because you sunk, man. You didn't even walk on the water. I mean, you, you, you know, you just was a failure, man. Look, we didn't do that. And Peter's saying, well, you know, you guys are a bunch of losers. Y'all didn't even get out of the boat, you know. You know, and you know that guy you prayed for, and, you know, the Lord had to come down here and straighten you guys up. Uh, you know, just just competition. Sons leading sons, that's what you're going to get. You know, you can get that, and you see that in businesses. When the father goes away and he leaves it to his sons, they destroy A lot of businesses are destroyed because of this competitive. Another time, Jesus had the same thing two times with the disciples. At the Last Supper, in Luke 22, they were sitting at the Last Supper fighting amongst themselves about who was the greatest. And see, I believe that's what has happened in the church. You've got all these sons in charge and not a bunch of fathers in charge. You got a bunch of sons, so they're competing about, you know, who wants to get up front? Who won't, you know, who's got the most done? I'm not getting a chance to preach. I'm not getting a chance to do that. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not getting to sing. I'm not, you know, whatever it is. And all that is is just a bunch of sons where a father could come in there and say, wait a minute. This is what we're doing. And that's what God's looking for. He's looking for that voice in the church, for somebody to represent the fatherhood of God. Are y'all with me? I think young men and young women need spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. 
to really be able to come into all that God has for them, or they're going to create a bunch of unnecessary strife in the church. Okay? And I'm going to tell you something. This is what happened to me. This is one of the things how the Lord was speaking to me. There's a certain young man in this church. He was a very capable young man, very anointed young man, really trying to serve the Lord. This young man, I noticed in a couple instances where I didn't like his attitude about something. So I started asking the Lord about it because I was going to get him. You know, I was going, I'm going to rebuke this guy about this thing. I'm not going to go for that. And so I started asking the Lord about it. And then this, like, this movie started in my head. And guess who was the star of the movie? It was me. And it was some of the stuff I did in the church that caused a mess. Okay? Caused strife. Caused division. And the Lord was saying this, Listen, Byron, that guy don't need to be rebuked. He needs a daddy to talk to him. That's what he needs. He needs a daddy. And so you, we worry about, wow, why are these young people are all messed up? It's because nobody, there's not a heart, there's not a father's heart towards them to help them. What, why do you think the elder brother in Luke 15 got messed up? Now, he was living in this house with this father, okay? But the problem is he could never receive from the father. Because he said stuff like this when the younger, you know, the prodigal son came home and he was mad because the father threw a party for the prodigal son. He was saying, well, you never did that for me and I've been slaving for you all these years. Okay? He never saw himself as being a son. He saw himself as being a slave. Therefore, he had this rotten attitude towards his brother. And I think that's what happens to most of us is we have these rotten attitudes towards each other because we've never really ever have been able to see God as our Father and receive this fathering experience with Him where He really releases that into our lives. And therefore, what happens is we become like the elder brother. We become religious. We become cold. We become hard on people. Do you all see that? That's where religion comes from. That's the source. I'm convinced that is the source of it. That's where that spirit attaches itself to people. And God is saying something like this. Listen, I'm looking for some people who want to be fathers, who want to be mothers, who are willing to raise up and forget they're not in this deal for their ministry. And well, what they can do, because you're not going to get there. It's not, it, it don't work. Trust me. It really doesn't. If you are going to just try to get to where you want to go, you're going to come to an end with it. You're going to go full circle and you're going to come back and realize, even if you got what you thought you wanted, you realize, I don't want this. Is this what I was really thinking? You know, this great ministry, all this, that, you know, God using me and all that mess. It'll mess you up. You'll get to nowhere on it. But if you can start having this heart like a father or like a, a spiritual father or spiritual mother, when you don't see it, focus on yourself. Do you see what I'm saying? Then you can come into something with God. You can come into something big with God. And you can begin to, to, to have a heart for other people to see them come in and pass something on to other people and pass something on to another generation. I heard a guy one time, they was all messed up. Well, you just put too much emphasis on young people. What about me? I and mean, that was his question. What about me? And my question to him was, well, yeah, what about you? What are you doing? Is it all going to just pour into you and end there? 
And, and that's sort of the attitude I feel like we've had in the church. We, we've been out. It's been for ourselves. It's been about how we get satisfied and how we get pleased and let me do my ministry. And, but that is not biblical. And it will disappoint you and disillusion you. It really will. But what will satisfy you, because this satisfies the heart of a real father, ask every father, every mother in this room about your children. You are satisfied when you try to help them. To see them come into what you really believe God has for them. That's the thing that gives you pleasure. And you can sit there and when you see it happening, it's joyful to you. And when you see them stumble and mess up, and you know, you, it's not so joyful. Are y'all, do you hear what I'm saying to you? Now, that's the end of the message. Okay? But it's not the end of the message. There's more. And I, I can show you. I mean, I know because a lot of this is just like, okay, you know, it's sort of out there a little bit. It's not on the practical level necessarily. But there's some very real practical things that I have found in the Bible that backs up, that takes this attitude and lives it. I can take you, I can take you all through this, the New Testament and show you how this is lived out in the lives of Peter and Paul and people. I can show it to you. It's in there. I found it in there. It's a thread. And that's really where God wants to take us. Amen? So, amen. All right, anybody in here this morning? All right, this is the first thing. Who in this room, I want you to be real gut-level honest. It's two more minutes, and it'll be 12 30. Gut-level honest. You never had a, a spiritual, you felt like somebody had spiritual influence, like a spiritual parent. Raise your hand. Gut-level honest. Raise your hand. Never had. Never had. Raise your hand. Feel like you have that need in your life. Two people. Come on up here. Two people in this room feel like they just don't have that. I ain't talking about your brother raising you. I mean, the worst thing in the world is your brother or sister raise you. It's like, you know, you ever notice how when somebody uh, babysits, you get the older child to babysit, and you spend about 90% of the time on the phone dealing with their issues? You see what I'm saying? We're talking about, I'm going to tell you, young men and young women need somebody with some maturity in their life to help them. They need that. They need, you know, life has a way of tempering you. People make a lot of dumb mistakes with their life that they don't need to make. I'm talking about natural mistakes. I'm talking about really people who have, like they have calls in their life. They're going to mess, they're going to mess up. So, are you standing here for that, Ron, too? Okay, so, uh, good. There's a few people. So, what we want to ask God for, for them is for somebody. I don't care if it's somebody's in this room. Somebody look at them and say, I would be that for you. Now, it has to be the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But they would have that in their life. Because it's critical that they have it. It's critical. If they don't really have it, it's going to set them back. It's going to cause them to go around the mountain more times than they want to. You hear what I'm saying to you? So you guys raise your hands to the Lord. Now, I'm asking you, Lord, you see, these guys are brave to get up here and say they just feel like they're lacking. They're lacking, Lord, being mentored. They're lacking being fathered or mothered, Lord, in the Spirit, Lord. And God, I'm just, they're just standing here in front of everybody saying they want it. They want it. They want that in their life. They need that in their life. And I ask you, God, this morning, because they've been brave to say that, and acknowledge that need, Lord, that you would, you would provide that for them. You'd provide a father. You'd provide a mother.
you would provide into their lives the things that they need, God, to become everything you've called them to be, Lord. That person would appear in their life, Lord, and love them and care for them, Lord God. Just ask you to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now I want to ask you, everybody else, a question. Who in this room feels like that they would like to be that? I mean, maybe you're not, but you really feel like what I said is the truth. And you really, I mean, you don't have to be an old person to do it. You can be a young person. You know, there's plenty of 14-year-old girls having babies and 15-year-old dads, you know. But to really, you know, spiritually, you've got to have something from God to do it. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying just don't limit it to people over 40. But if you feel like in your life that you would like to be a spiritual parent and somebody who'd be willing to pour into somebody else's life, would you just, I would like for you to just uh, raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Okay, I want everybody who raised their hand to come up and stand, you stand behind these people who are standing here. And what I want to do is just ask, you know, that God would do this in your life. Just, just, this is the beginning. It doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to be out doing all this stuff. I don't know. You know, but I believe God wants to release this to the church. Okay? And what it's going to take for you, first you've got to settle the issue. It's not about you. It's not about your ministry, and it's not about your calling. You've got to settle that in your heart. You've got to be willing to say, I'm settling, I'm laying that issue down, God. Amen? That's the first step. And that's a hard step to take for people who have callings. It's real hard. In fact, for some of us, it's taking the two before method to get us into that mode of thinking. That's the first step. So open your hands to the Lord. And your calling and your ministry, I want you to give it to God right now. Give it to Him. Just say, I'm giving it up, Lord. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. But here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to make me into a person who could pass along what you put in me. That, you, that I could save a generation. I could save a generation. I could change a generation of people, Lord. Lord, I ask you to do that. Father, just impart the, the father's heart. Impart the mother's heart. Impart spiritual parents to us, God. Give us that, God. Lord, we ask you. We believe that's the foundation, Lord. We thank you for it, Jesus. Just bless, Lord. Every person who's up here, God, those who are needing it and those who are asking to be that, God. Oh, Lord, we ask you. We don't want to play a game, God. We're, we're real here this morning. Thank you for that, Jesus. Just bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It is a process. I want to encourage you. And this is where God's taking us. And, you know, there's a lot of practicalities to it. And maybe in a couple of weeks I'll share some more about that. But let's just worship the Lord. You know, I'm going to dismiss everybody. But let's just, you know, if you'd like to just spend a few moments worshiping God and asking Him to, to really seal this thing in your heart and not let walk out the door and let the little birds steal it from you. You know what I'm saying? And not let the cares of this life choke it out. Or not let your heart be just a shallow heart. This will be good soil. Amen. And if you have to go, Lord bless you. And if you would like prayer, if you'd like prayer for healing or for salvation, please come up here and speak to me.